Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we read a letter from St. Faustina to Father Sapochko from November of 1936. Krakow, 19th November, 1936. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Most reverend and dear Father, I entreat you most humbly and wholeheartedly to explain to me where the whole matter of creating this new congregation stands. Has anything already been done about it or not? And are there any prospects for beginning this work or not? Father, do you anticipate that a person can be found who will carry out this thought of God as the Lord demands it? Have you already talked about this matter with the Archbishop or not? I kindly ask you, Father, to please answer the above questions. I thought of writing to the Archbishop about this issue myself, but it occurred to me that it would be better if you yourself talked to him in person. I would like to ask you, Father, that when you do talk to the Archbishop, please do not define in detail the specific activities of that congregation. The Archbishop knows that the purpose of this congregation is to continually implore God's mercy for the world and to venerate the inexpressible mercy of God. But I have come to know and perceive great works of mercy, namely deeds, not only prayer. The Lord gives me his light abundantly concerning this matter. Although I have not discussed this with anyone yet, you are the first with whom I share this thought, Father. I would also like to tell you, Father, what Father Andras said about the whole issue. Father Andras supported the matter from the very beginning, and when I presented everything to him, I received for a reply that I should follow God's directions after all. In my last conversation with Mother General, during her visit this autumn, we were able to reach a profound mutual understanding concerning the whole issue, namely, that if Mother General receives some sign by which she would know that God indeed demands that I leave this congregation, then she will not detain me, for she tells me that she too wants to do God's will in everything. So also in this case, relating to me, she wants nothing but the fulfillment of God's holy will. Nonetheless, she tells me that she does not at all feel it interiorly that I am to leave this congregation, and furthermore says that the whole idea is truly great and beautiful, but it seems to me, sister, that you will be this hidden spring in it. And God can accomplish a lot through you, sister, but you do not necessarily have to leave this congregation. However, she bade me pray fervently that God make known to her his holy will. And so I quote these few words of Mother General because they may be of help to you, Father. Now, as regards Mother Irena, our relations seem to be a bit tense lately. Somehow we have been unable to understand each other, but I trust that things will change soon. I think that what happens uh, between us is a visitation from the Lord, because after all, I try with all my soul to be a good religious, yet I suffer because of this misunderstanding. But please, do not mention anything about it to Mother Irena. I would now like to say at least one word about the life of my soul. My relationship with the Lord is always the same, 
With brief changes, I feel ever stronger impulsions in my soul. On the feast of Christ the King, my soul was immersed in the ocean of the deity, and this interior fire lasted all day. I tried to resist this grace to the extent of my power to do so, for it seemed to me that this strength would wrench me out of this congregation and carry me to my destination without me knowing it. On the last day of the retreat, I received light in my soul that I ought to make the decisive step, not paying attention to anything in the world. Without struggle, there will be no victory. The word of God is living, and the Lord does not change anything he has once said. If I am to take active part in this matter, then I must not only be dispensed from the congregation, but also from my vows. Father Andras tells me that it is the simplest way, but I would be grateful if you would talk to the Lord Jesus about it, Father, and send me an answer to set me at peace. Now, as regards my health, it has improved considerably. So says the doctor when I, when, whom I last saw last week. I kiss your hand, dear Father, and ask your blessing in prayer. United in prayer, in the most merciful heart of Jesus, your spiritual daughter, Sister M. Faustina. St. Faustina again feels impelled to action regarding exiting her congregation to found the new one. She asks Father Sapochko to speak with the Archbishop of Vilnius about the matter. Uh, Faustina doesn't want him to go into too many details about the specific activities of the new congregation. She is afraid this will limit the scope of the activities of the new congregation. We remember from the diary she had been envisioning a very contemplative type community interceding for the world, calling upon God's mercy. But the Lord is also enlightening her into a community that would do works of mercy, meaning a more apostolic branch. So she has these thoughts that she wants to share with Father Sapochko, and he doesn't want to be limited with the bishops feeling, oh, this could be an apostolic branch, or this could be a, a contemplative uh, order, etc. Father Andras told her to follow God's directions. Uh, Mother General needs a clear sign from God to let her Faustina leave the congregation. She feels that Faustina will be the hidden spring of the new congregation without having to leave her own. That is, in fact, how things turned out. She has had some disagreements with the local superior, Mother Irena, who doesn't believe in St. Faustina's mission with regard her founding a new congregation. Faustina again updates Father Sapochko on the state of her soul. At the end of the retreat, uh, she received strong interior urgings to make a decisive step, and she feels this must mean being dispensed from her religious vows. She asks Father Sapochko to consult Jesus about this. Her health has improved, so she awaits the counsel of Father Sapochko, and we will find out his reply in our next podcast. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find 
St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.